Welcome to another episode of Balls Back. My name is Matt Rigg, and with me again tonight, our friend Ethan Hall. Ethan, what's happening? What's going on, man? Just got out of jiu-jitsu class, choked out about four people. I'm ready to go. I'm no, pumped. You, no, you did not. I um, absolutely did. We had to call a bit of an audible here. Uh, record on Monday night instead of our regular Tuesday night. No big deal. Just a bump in the road. We'll be back to Tuesdays, I hope, uh, next week. Somehow we did seven Tuesdays in a row. I can't remember the last time I did something seven times in a row weekly ever. We had to like commit to something like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I didn't, I, I didn't expect us to get here. I am not that consistent like at anything. Really. Right. But look at us go. Uh, this episode might be a little shorter. Don't want to spend too much time wasting the intro. I do have a new segment I wanted to try out, so let's get to it. Ethan, where can people find us at? Uh, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, email us at ballsbackpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram. If you missed my tattoo last week, my henna tattoo, that is, uh, go check it out. Uh, it's ballsbackpodcast. That's the handle. Um, you might be our seventh follower. Yeah. We're not that great at social media. We're in the you know market for finding a marketing manager. So a couple you know, interviews this week. Yeah. You know, we've got a schedule ahead of us. So reach out. Yep. Send us your resume. Absolutely. So for me, the NBA, that's my drama. Have you ever tried to interrupt your grandma watching her shows? Those are her stories. You do not interrupt grandma's stories. The NBA is my stories. Sure, they play basketball, but I mean, it might as well be murder she wrote, dude. Days of our lives. As the world turns, it does not matter. I'm more interested in the characters involved than the actual putting the ball in the basket. Right. That's interesting. I mean, this is why I don't watch college basketball at all. The players are, the the, the turnover is just way too high. The players are there for one year, two years, can't get connected. Yeah. College basketball, just don't be. I was with Jawan Howard for 19 years, dude. (laughs) He's an assistant coach now. You know what I mean? Who's, what's the last guy that played college basketball for 20 years? You know what I mean? Right. I wish. Yeah. Jimmer Ferdet should have never left. I mean, more people w- follow the news and transaction of basketball more than the actual on-court itself. Let me ask you a question real quick. Think about how much more basketball slash NBA content you consume like than actual games. Like, sure, you watch a couple games a week. Those are two, two and a half hours, but... All day you're being pinged with this tweet, this story is just breaking. You're listening to podcasts about yeah. basketball for hours. Yeah, rumored trades, rumored injuries, this, that, the other. Uh, yeah, it is pretty crazy. I mean, there'll be times when I go on vacation and, you know, basketball's not really on my mind. Well, let's still be honest, in, it's on my mind. Know. Yeah, but, yeah, you hear the, all these stories all the time. It's like, even though you're not necessarily watching the games, you 100% know what's going on. And that being said, I mean, it, the reason I want to talk about some rumors today, I want to get in the weeds a little bit about what the whispers are, because with the upcoming December 15th deadline, that's when all the people who signed uh, fresh contracts this summer are eligible to be traded. We even have a potential Lakers deal that's been maybe maybe even done already. I'm not sure, but I have read that it's potentially done. They're just trying to find the third team to facilitate it. Um, so it's kind of kicking off like rumor and trade season. Right. So let's sit around. Let's do our nails. Let's talk about boys. Let's get into it. 
so we'll try to keep this uh, semi-rapid fire just so we can get through a few of them. I know we kind of have a tendency to maybe go a little too long sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. We're just passionate. We care. Yeah. Um, so first one. Is Dwight Howard gay? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm always kind of kidding with this one. This really should be the headline, though, for our gossip podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean. Rumor season. Yeah. Um, but you can do your research online if you want. I mean, this has kind of been an ongoing story for a couple of weeks. The only reason I kind of want to talk about it is because even a couple of days ago, his um, alleged right, his alleged uh, trans girlfriend, boy turned girl, you know, even this week started saying how he turned down, she turned down hush money from Dwight's lawyer about this story. You got to look into it. The main reason I even want to bring it up is just because it's kind of funny to me how Dwight's out for a large portion of the season. He just had he's got to have surgery. He's out for a large portion of the season with a gluteal injury, a butt injury. Oh man! He has a damaged <laughs> butt. For a player that has always tried so hard to be funny and has never been funny, it's pretty funny. I mean, I don't mean to nail this joke right on the head, but perhaps he injured his glutes by getting rammed in the boy pussy too hard. <laughs> I might cut that. We'll see. I'll listen back. I might cut that. You have to cut it now. I was expecting a laugh. Cut it. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to some maybe some real whispers here. Um, ask you a question here. Has Markel Fultz played his last game for the Sixers? Yes, absolutely. I fucking hate. <laughs> we goddamn agree again. <laughs> I had a feeling you were thinking the same thing, but uh, this is a Sixers hate podcast. I don't know. Like we always say, it's not a Blazers podcast, not a Lakers <laughs> podcast. I'll tell you what it is. It's really a Sixers hate podcast. It does feel like that, doesn't it? No, he's going through major psychological issues right now. I don't care what the fuck you call what he's going through. A fucking uh, thoracic, yeah, outlet syndrome, whatever. Yeah. Stop, dude. Just admit it. Like, it's sad to see. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm rooting for the guy, but fix it. It's kind of like ED. Just get over it. We all get it. <laughs> we all get a little soft noodle from time to time. You just got to get over it, get back in the sack, and go to town. <laughs> There's a pill for that. Take a rhino <laughs> pill. You gotta be a, ask your gas station attendant. Give me your best rhino pill. Your 3.8% is going to through the roof. Yeah, and there's no headaches. Think about how much we talk about Fultz despite him being a fringe-level NBA player. Like, literally, for real. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talk about him, and it's like he hasn't even proven that he can do anything. We're basically talking about <laughs> the best player at LA Fitness. <laughs> I mean, be, between last summer and now, he's had, like, eight different diagnoses. Now he has that thoracic outlet syndrome, and all of a sudden he's going to be fine. In three to six weeks. Yeah. I mean, my main question is, how are they actually going to, like, fix it? Like, are you doing some kind of different therapy that you weren't doing for the last year and a half where you knew he had a bad shoulder? Like, what other stretch can you do that you weren't already doing? Right. I mean, maybe if he bobbles the ball at the free throw line a couple more times, he'll make it. It's kind of like doing a little bit of, like, the spin windmills, like, warming up your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He needs to start doing that. Do something. Imagine if he wasn't already. 
conveniently six weeks from now is so late January, just happens to be a week or two before the trade deadline. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if all of these traded. I know we were going to talk about this. Let's just do it now. He was kind of even rumored as a part of that potential Lakers or Reza deal. Yeah, I heard about that. So Lakers are looking to acquire Trevor Reza from the Suns. Maybe there are other assets involved. I'm not sure, but the rumor is right now it's basically a KCP one-year $12 million contract for Reza, one-year $15 million contract. So it's just kind of a swapping of expiring contracts, but the Lakers kind of have KCP is somewhat of an asset if you plan to pay and keep him because the Lakers aren't planning to pay and keep KCP. So yeah. if you can, if they can get him for somebody that they maybe plan to keep around on the cheap, or if they think they're going to help him more this season, you know, maybe help them get out of the first round, whatever the case is, I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but Fultz kind of comes in where Woj was talking about the Lakers are currently looking for a third team to bring in. And so Darius Soriano of, um, I think it's Forum Blue and Gold, he's a really popular Lakers blogger, kind of threw out there that in the trade machine, it works sending Ariza to Lakers, Lakers sending KCP to Philly, Philly sending Markel Fultz to the Suns. Ew, for Phoenix. Why? Yikes. <laughs> what the fuck else they got going on? They have zero point guards. Like, I mean, yeah, they're, I get, well, they're tanking. True. I mean, there are eight games behind anybody in the West. And who knows? Maybe just maybe Fultz doesn't do well in the you know cold, harsh weather of Philadelphia. Maybe he'll do better in Arizona. Big desert guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've, if I was betting, if there were odds out there on Bovada for has Fultz played his last game, what do you think the number would be? I, I think it'd be pretty close to even. Like, you think even? You think way less. You think yeah, for minus one twenty, one fifty. What playing his last game in favor of that probably. What would the number have to be to for you to bet that he plays for the Sixers again? Probably. If you saw plus two hundred. Yeah. Probably plus four hundred would get me there. Oh God. Okay, so you're really out. Yeah. All right. I have some other ones. We have some players that potentially might get traded. So let's get into that. I feel pretty confident saying that I think that either Kevin Love or Kemba Walker are probably going to be the biggest names traded at this year's deadline. What say you? I mean, can you see either one really, or who would you say is more likely? Yeah, I think Kemba more likely than Kevin Love, uh, only because I think he's more likely just because, in my opinion, I think Kevin Love's a little washed. But Kemba's a free agent after this season, and that's... The Hornets are 500 again. Yeah. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah. And that's any, you know, GM's dream is to have somebody who's a free agent after the year. That's a perfect trade opportunity. Kemba Walker was literally made in a factory and made to entertain you. It's like Ethan Hall, perfect player. Yeah. Oh. He gets me. (laughs) Small. Yeah, huge bucket getter. Hucks it. Yep. From way outside. Absolutely. Defense, secondary. Yeah, it's... Not his main point of concern, but... Um, if he tells Charlotte, talks to Michael, mm-hmm. I'm interested in staying here. I'm interested in being here. I actually think that the Hornets are probably interested in keeping him. Well, yeah. If they if they can. But so by the time I'm saying that he gets traded, it means that Kemba either says, hey, you should trade me. I'm not sure I come back here. Yeah. 
or Charlotte says, I think we're better off making a reset than proceeding with Kemba, maybe him taking up our cap space. Yeah. And it could, it, you're right. It could go both ways. I mean, you could build a team around him, but at the same time, is it going to get you a chip? Yeah, exactly. You could very easily reset. And it, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think he even kind of mentioned it. He could, even as an exp, he kind of has double value in that, yes, he's a, he's a great player, also a player, like a top 25 player in the league. You know, him being a free agent really opens up teams he could be traded to just because he's an expiring contract at the very least. I mean, you could talk yourselves into him just for that alone. That's why I kind of think he makes sense for even a team like the Lakers. Um, Here we go. This is not <laughs> This is not a Lakers podcast. I, I just had a feeling you were going to bring up the Lakers. Well, because, I mean, you hear people talking about God the Lakers. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. You hear about the Lakers talking about trading for John Wall or Bradley Beal, but people who are doing that, they're not they're not seeing the bigger picture. They're not seeing that it's like they could trade for John Wall or Bradley Beal next year. But yeah, if they trade yeah. for John Wall or Bradley Beal right now, they can't add a free agent. So how about this? Swing for the free agent, make that trade in the summer. I'm sure like maybe when Magic Johnson goes to bed at night. He sits bedside, puts his hands up, elbows on the bed, <laughs> prays for a championship this year. But like, God probably responds to that one. Yeah, and says, "You're not getting a chip championship this year." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, don't don't swing that. Don't swing for that yet. If you're gonna trade for those kind of guys, do it in the summertime and take, see if you get a free agent. But yeah. the thing is about trading for a guy like Kemba Walker is. Let's say the deal, and not, this is a totally theoretical scenario. Let's say Magic or Rob are out on Lonzo. You throw in Lonzo Ball, um, a KCP or a Rondo, or you know a, some kind of expiring contract to get the numbers to work, and you throw Lonzo expiring expiring contracts to get Kemba. Yeah. At least at that point, you still have the cap space to get that free agent and keep Kemba. You right. have his bird rights now. Yeah. So just math-wise, that's why Kemba is just available to, I'd say, like, his list of potential targets isn't four or five teams. It's probably more like 12, 13 teams could, could maybe get him. Agreed. I actually have a few other uh, teams that I think he would be a perfect fit for. Uh, and you might think I'm batshit crazy, and so might the listeners. Let us know if that's the case. Ballsbackpodcast.gmail.com. That being said, I think he'd be a great fit on the Pistons. Some Reggie Jackson hate or what? Yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily Reggie Jackson. I hate, mean, Reggie but... Jackson's making, I think, similar money. I'd have to look into it. I didn't, obviously, didn't think I, about him training the Pistons, but. I think he'd be great there. He would. I think he'd work really well with the T Wolves, although that's kind of stepping on D Rose shoes. So, this, not is, sure. a, this is a Derek Rose podcast. <laughs> you know, do I like that? Not necessarily. Those are actually, I've damn, I'm actually kind of into the, especially the Pistons one. I mean, you have. A big three, Kemba, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin. Blake, yep. Are you really, and I know this This might get some listeners triggered, are you really that much worse than the Celtics and Bucks? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Reggie Jackson doesn't, have, doesn't nearly have the shooting no. that um, Kemba has. Yeah. Not even close. It's almost a train wreck compared. Kemba also just clutch situations. I mean, even since college, he's always been end of game. That's what they need. I mean, 
Blake Griffin, Kemba Walker, sure. I think both those guys are probably your second or third best player on a real championship team. But I mean, if they, I'm interested in the Pistons with Kemba. Yeah, I could see that. I and uh, the last one I have is actually Denver. I don't see the Denver one as much. No, I think him and uh, I think him and uh, Jokic have a main issue there is just. Jamal Murray, back and forth. the point guard they drafted a couple of years ago, is just he's showing too much right now at age 21, whatever he may be, and he's still making you know pennies on the dollar compared to what Kemba's going to make. So it's kind of hard to consider making that you know giving up assets for Kemba Walker when you're still trying to find enough minutes in a role for Jamal Murray. Maybe if you're if if you're the GM of the Nick the Nuggets, yeah, and you secretly don't like jamal murray maybe but i think like the consensus is in a few years jamal murray sure maybe he's not kemba but he's pretty damn close right so and he's being paid way less so it's just hard yeah so it would be nice like and we're playing 2k be fun right but i could see the pistons because the pistons aren't going to ever have cap space so that really that pistons one interests me I like that one a lot, and uh, I actually like the T-Wolves one too, but uh, uh, the Pistons I had number one. The T-Wolves, I, my big issue with the T-Wolves one is I'm just not sure what assets they give up for Kemba. Yeah, that's true. I thought about that as well. They've actually kind of um, you know, kind of milked their assets a little bit when they made that deal for Butler, and I know they got some back when they traded them out, but they traded for real players, not, not picks and expiring contracts they could flip for something else. Yeah. So I think they're kind of – they're going to see what happens with – Nobody's taking that Wiggins contract without you take. If, for them to get rid of Wiggins, they're gonna have to like attach other assets, draft draft assets, obviously, to get rid of them. Even so, yeah, of course, that kind of pigeonholes them a little bit. Yeah, sure. Again, same idea. Like in theory, yeah, great. Kemba Walker on the T Wolves, but I think I see a little more um, obstacles just for getting that trade done. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and make the case for Kevin Love getting traded. I mean. The Cavs already traded Corver. They traded George Hill within like a week of each other. Yeah. Last year at the trade deadline, they traded half their team at the trade deadline. I'm pretty sure they're looking to go young, and Kevin Love is on the latish or so end of his prime. If he even still is in his prime, I mean. It's okay if you say way late. I just I'm I'm not sure he's still the same. He's not the same player that he was even three years ago. He's his availability is always low. And even just when I watch him run, oh man! And I know this is kind of this is some <laughs> this is some fan <laughs> shit that just kind of throws in his opinion. But when I watch him like run around, he just looks clunky. Like he does, he looks like he's literally hurt. Right. I don't think he was never super athletic. Yeah. He rebounded out of sheer will, like body positioning and smarts. Right. And that, the smarts aren't going to leave, so he'll still be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think he's really slow. I think he's kind of washed. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a season, maybe two left in him, where he's a little better than good. I wouldn't say he's great. Um, even this year leading into it, sorry to interrupt you for a second, but uh, even leading into this season, I when I was explaining to people why LeBron may have left for the Lakers, it's not a Lakers podcast, um, I said, tell me, next season, for the 2018-2019 season, that's the season we're in right now, is Kevin Love better than Kyle Kuzma? Legit. And the reasoning is, like, sure, in a perfect world, Kevin Love is better than Kyle Kuzma. He's like 
three times the rebounder. They're both slight negatives to straight negatives on defense. But offensively, I mean, when Kevin Love was there with LeBron, he was never putting up more than, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the stats in front of me, I guess 16, 18 a game. Kyle Kuzma is averaging 17 and a half right now. Yeah. With LeBron. And guess what? He's actually playing. Yeah. And he's 23 years old. Right. And I think that you can watch, even look back on LeBron's history. When he left the Heat, why did he leave? I think he knew that these role players and even he, I mean, we didn't know about Chris Bosh at the time, but where are Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade right now? Right. He was two steps ahead. Maybe he saw the same thing with Kevin Love. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but I remember when they re-signed him, they paid way too much for him. Obnoxious. Yeah, it's, well, it wasn't like a five-year... Max. Way too, yeah, way too much. And I don't see any him getting traded, actually. I don't see a team wanting to pick him up. I mean, why would you? Me so, and you are both big fans of the Open Floor Podcast. What does Ben Golliver say is the best ability? Availability. Boom. Torched, roasted, sit, <laughs> sat, sunned. Yeah. Um, what teams could you see Kevin Love maybe getting traded to? I mean, you blew my mind with the Pistons. I'll get into where maybe I could see Kevin Love going. The most obvious one that I've heard and it's been kind of rumored is the Rockets as a potential target. Maybe them giving up kind of a little bit of a lesser package than the uh, rumored Butler package where they were going to get four first-round picks. I would, yeah. If you gave four first-round picks for Kevin Love, I think you need to be... But, I mean, if you can get him on that lesser package, I mean, why not? The Rockets are already kind of... They're already tied up with this team. They already paid Chris Paul. They've already paid James Harden. They just paid Clint Capella this summer. So, like, this is kind of what you're locked into. And if you can just kind of throw Kevin Love in that mix, if you know, if it works out, why not? I mean... Power forward, they're rolling. P.J. Tucker currently is kind of their main power forward, and they play a lot of wings at power forward. But, I mean, Kevin Love, sure, defensively, not good. Not good. But yeah, he might be the, kind of that third star they can trade for on the cheap. I actually like that. I like him going to the Rockets. Uh, like I said, I think he has maybe one, maybe two decent seasons left in him. And, so you uh, wouldn't even trade for him, like straight up. You'd let him rot in Cleveland. Yeah. If I was GM, I'm not trading for Kevin Love. Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't. I just. I, I'm right there with you. I've seen the way he plays. He seems slow, clunky. He is getting a little older. I can only see trading for him if you really think he's going to take you to that championship level. Yeah. Like so he, that really like compared to Kemba, that's why it really limits the amount of teams he could go to. Yeah, is he that factor that's going to push you above and beyond? I don't think he is. There, are, I have two teams that I think he would have worked out really well on, Let's but one kind of screwed themselves last week. Um, oh, boy. It would have been nice if he was traded to the Bucks. Too bad the Bucks and Cavs just made a trade last week that did not include Kevin Love. It did not? For whatever reason... Um, I mean, thinking on the Bucks, he kind of would have been a nice stretch next to Giannis, even with Middleton there. They already have Brook Lopez rolling there. Like, he would have fit right in. That team doesn't have like defensive issues. Yeah, he would have been like a nice spacer and even a third star. He might even on his best nights be better than Middleton. Yeah. So Middleton, I'll take obviously I take Middleton over the over the two, but defense I'm close. That being said, though, I take Hill over Della Vadova any day of the week. That being said, as well, 
Well, that's I mean, not some Dilla Vadova hate. I mean, the Bucks paid up to get George Hill. It wasn't like they the Cavs sent them George Hill like they traded a first round pick and you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I know. So I mean, they paid for George Hill, which is like strike three and four. Um, <laughs> so if they were to eventually do a trade again, George Hill can't be traded. I think it's like two months is the rule for the CBA. But maybe you include Bledsoe. He's making fifteen million bucks. He's an expiring, I believe, for, to make the trade numbers work. But I do have another one that I think would have been fun. Another team that's also made a trade already is Utah. They traded for Kyle Korver, who was a shooter. I think Kevin Love could have been that shooter. I don't know. I like Korver a little better than Love. Are you fucking serious? I mean, that he's six years younger. I mean, that back, I don't know if that back is six years younger than Korver's, <laughs> but Korver, I mean, I think he's like 37 years old. Yeah, well. You hate Kevin Love way more than me. Yeah, well, Corver's playmaker. Kevin Love's not. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Spitballing here before we move on. Um, NBA or not, do you have any kind of favorite conspiracy theory that you're into? Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> and that's obvious. All right. Um, so let's just move on and let's get into... Uh, leave that now? Let's get into lecture hall. Y'all know I don't stretch. Anybody pay attention to Viking football? 84 don't stretch on game day. Ah, things are not always the best way. Things are not always the right way. But they're for sure the hallway. And that's trademarked now for lecture hall this week. On brand as always. (laughs) Welcome to lecture hall. Uh, This week, I do not have any complaints. You're welcome. I'm going to be telling you about my two favorite drinks that you should be ordering at the bar if you are a man. Now, first one is my go-to is a Manhattan. You can make this at home. You're going to get two ounces of bourbon or rye. I just want to tell the listeners I've literally heard you step-by-step explain how to make a Manhattan to a (laughs) nine-year-old. You are very passionate about... Yeah, I got to teach him young, okay? I'm not saying drink it. not saying drink it. Recite it, know it, tell the ladies at school, might even get you laid. Now, that being said, I do not condone getting laid. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Manhattan, you're going to get two ounces of rye or bourbon. I prefer rye, it's got a little bit more of a kick to it. You do you. You're going to get an ounce of sweet vermouth and a couple dashes of bitters. So, my go-to is actually wild turkey. Huge wild turkey guy. It's inexpensive. It's got great flavor. Um, Wild McConaughey. Absolutely. So in another lecture hall down the line, I'm going to go into probably my top five bourbons or scotches or whatever, what have you. But for now, I'm just going to give you the recipe. Also, I love me some handcrafted bitters. Uh, You can get the Angostura, however you pronounce that, bitters at Ralph's or whatever. But if you go to some of these nice cocktail stores, you can get yourself some cocoa bitters, cherry bitters, orange bitters, what have you. They're phenomenal, and you can make this however you want. My next favorite drink is the old-fashioned. Two very similar drinks. It's going to be bourbon or rye as well, whichever you prefer. As I said earlier, rye's got a little bit more of a kick to it. Bourbon can be a little bit smoother. Then you get two dashes of bitters in this one and a half teaspoon of sugar garnished with an orange peel. And that's lecture hall. That was clean as fuck, dude. God <laughs> damn, that was nice. Absolutely. You're so happy this week. Oh, damn it. I forgot the cherry in the Manhattan. 
Marshano Cherry. Add it. And let's get into our picks for this week. I know that because we're recording on Monday for Tuesday's games, I mean, Tuesday only has three games. Shitty, but... I mean, the big reason why we record on Tuesday nights is because Wednesday has a full slate of games. Yeah, bear with us. So we only have three games. I know last week introduced the whole like parlay aspect to our picks, but this week I think we're just going to keep it three picks against the spread. Yeah, we're not going to stray away from that, but yeah, just because we're doing three games, it's kind of pointless. We might have the same picks. We might have three different picks. You want to go first? I have the Blazers away in Houston, and they are getting six and a half points. And then I have the Spurs home against the Suns, and they're favored by 12 and a half. And lastly, I have the Raptors uh, against the Clippers. Clippers are home, and the Raptors are favored by three and a half. I have the Raptors covering. Now, Blazers and Rockets are both healthy, but the Rockets are not particularly good at covering the spread. Portland's slightly better, um, but I actually think the Blazers might win this game, so I'm going to take them covering. Uh, Spurs are completely healthy, and the Suns have Devin Booker out. Andre Ayton missed Sunday's practice due to an illness, so there's a chance he might not play. And the Suns are, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's somewhere around 37% covering the spread. They're horrible, and they're tanking. So I'm going to take the Spurs going, giving 12.5, even though that goes against my rule. And then Raptors, Clippers, I'm a little bit worried that Kawhi might miss Tuesday or Wednesday, I heard that he's going to miss one of those days. They're going to rest him. But I think Raptors will come out on top. We actually have a little bit of different. I think maybe have one similar pick here. But, yeah, for the first one, I'm going to take the uh, I'm gonna take the Blazers as well. You know, they're getting six and a half points in Houston. I'm going to keep penalizing Houston until they actually get better. I mean, they're 5-5 five and five at home, 11-14 overall. The Blazers are just a better team right now. The only argument you can make to me for Houston – why they're a six and a half point favorite is maybe I guess they're desperate as hell. Yeah, that's about it. Um, but the Blazers are just a better basketball team right now. Um, I like the, that reasoning, by the way. For the Sun Spurs minus twelve and a half. For the Spurs, I'm going to take the Suns. So getting twelve and a half points in uh, San Antonio. The only downside is yeah, Booker's out, but he's been dealing with injuries all season. I hope Aiden plays, but. My vision of the Spurs is actually kind of skewed and maybe even nationally because they just have beat up on the Lakers this year. But like literally outside of those Laker games, they're, they've been struggling. I don't think the Spurs are going to lose necessarily, but just 12 and a half. I mean, end of games, who the hell knows? Gambling purposes, I just, I'm going to take the Suns as a minus or plus 12 and a half. And then uh, for the Raptors Clippers, I'm taking the Clippers plus three and a half at home. Raptors, they haven't lost two in a row, they lost two out of the last three. And there's just whispers that Kawhi's going to sit out at least one of these games, Tuesday or Wednesday. So I don't really know if he's going to sit out on Tuesday. He might sit out Wednesday instead. But regardless, I like the Clippers at home. 9-2 and two at home this year. Cash. Damn. I like that. Um, and so close game, 3.5 points. And just to sun you a little bit, give me the Clippers. All right. Well, I guess. Ethan, take us home, man. Let people know where to find us one more time yeah thanks for listening please rate and review us on itunes google play wherever the fuck you can do it hit us up if you have any questions concerns talk about our betting habits talk about my tattoo talk about anything you don't even, it doesn't even have to be nba related ballsbackpodcast at gmail.com also hit up our instagram 
Balls Back podcast. Be that eighth follower. Absolutely. We can't get to nine without eight. No. And stay tuned. We may be getting a Twitter here soon. We may be doing a number of things. You son of a bitch. Marketing managers out there, hit us up. I hope to talk to you next Tuesday. I hope so too, my friend. Have fun this week. You as well. Mm-hmm.